0: Off the ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're giving out of the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who drove the geographical lines back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. It's Kathleen, you've had, um, I'm sure, a number of sleepless nights on this. Mm. Today is the day that... The Irish players find out if they will be heading to the World Cup with uh, the decision made by by Vera Pau at this stage. You'd imagine, and uh, of course, we'll all find out tomorrow. Like eleven AM tomorrow is the press conference, but we're expecting yeah. to find it slightly earlier, maybe.
1: Generally, they release these things like half an hour or something before she actually speaks to the press. So, by sometime between ten and eleven tomorrow, we will know who are is going to the World Cup. It's, it's a just,
2: really, really hard one, isn't uh, it? When you're uh,
1: I was talking to so many people about this last night, and just how many of us are saying like we feel sick at the idea because, like, when you follow a team that closely and like obviously yeah the highs of Hampden Park and you know the lows of not qualifying for the Euros you know so many of these players have been on such a journey with this squad and like there's so much history and there's so much grit and determination has gone into even getting us to a place where like we're treated fairly within the FAI mm-hmm. and so many of these players have been part of that and it goes beyond a little bit of just supporting a team or following a team. So even last night, everyone I was talking to who was trying to do something similar for various different papers or stations, everyone was just like, this is so painful and I hate it and I feel sick. And we were like, God, if we feel like this, (laughs) it doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of our lives, your goes or not.
2: Here's your uh, woman management then. So you're Vera Powell. How do you tell the relevant players that, uh, yes, sorry, you're not on the... How do you do do? one-to-one, give them a call? I don't even know how you start that conversation. Mm. We
1: asked her about it uh, last week um, before the Zambia game and she said that. So initially everyone that was in or out of the preliminary squad, she called them just because of the way people were scattered around the place. But because everyone is centralised for the camp, she is going to tell every person individually whether they've made it or not.
0: I th- I think you have to rip off the the bandage here. Don't you you just have yeah. to say you're in. Well, this is out. the thing because like
1: originally the announcement wasn't supposed to be until Thursday and it's now been brought up to Wednesday just to kind of save everyone an extra 24 hours of pain. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see who's in there. <sighs> like there's always going to be people who are disappointed and the unfortunate thing is that like there's some veteran players in there who might be disappointed. Mm. Um but hopefully we will. it'll all be worth it because we will go over and we will get some results mm. and they will be able to enjoy that even a little bit.
2: I remember the the Rovers underage days like the the management team had a very distinct style I'm telling you if mm. not you were playing like there'd be a black plastic bag with all the jerseys which mm. would be left on the floor near the door of the dressing room and the manager would go in, look at the number and just literally hurl it at the lad that was oh, playing oh. that position so you were just like... Please let a jersey smack me in the face here shortly. And when it did, the buzz, that feeling was like he believes in me again. Yeah. And at See first, that- I was only 11. I was joking like could, at the end of last week that Vera
1: Powell was going to do full like X-Factor, you know, where they're at judges' houses oh. and they have the photographs of everyone on the table and you're kind of like, I want this one, and then Tom Elms is like, no, and like, kind of scooches it off oh, the table. Yes. I don't think they're going to be that dramatic about so it, it, I
0: like to imagine. It would be exciting that way, to be fair. But um, yeah, Vera, I, I'm sure we'll do it in, in the uh, most noble way possible. It's not an easy decision. So it's essentially, what, cutting 33 players to 23 plus three standby.
1: Yeah, essentially. Um, Obviously, we didn't have the couple of uh, American players in the squad because they are still playing. The NWSL season is still ongoing at the moment. Um, So they weren't there, but they're due to fly in Thursday, I think. Mm. So in time for France next week.
0: So we've asked you to pick
2: your squad that you... Is this is this go your for squad for that you Kathleen think? as well like she's had to make some oh, this is tough. I mean she's she's like alienated people in relationships here forever more now yeah, that didn't make the cut
0: like. yeah. is this the squad that you think will go or the squad that you would have picked if you were Vera Power
1: Uh it's closer to the squad that I think Vera will pick than okay. the squad I would pick so for example I've included all the American players whereas I don't know what I have included them if I was doing my own squad Right Um so for the goalkeepers pretty self explanatory I've 3 per- instead of 4 yeah, Courtney Brosnan, Grace Maloney, Megan Walsh. Um I think it'd be stupid to bring four goalkeepers. I think like Courtney Brosnan's gonna start every match bar something terrible happening, which Touchwood it does not. And even then we have enough cover with Grace and Megan. Uh, for our defenders, I've Anjo Gorman-Nifahi, Louise Quinn, Megan Campbell, Ethan Mannion, Chloe Mustaki and Diane Caldwell. The one I probably struggled there with the most was Diane Caldwell, about whether or not she made the squad. And I think I maybe went a little bit with my heart over my head in that one.
0: Who, uh, who would the alternatives be there? if she wasn't to make the squad
1: well' see so you could stick like Haley Nolan in there Jamie Finn as well sometimes can play in the back you also have the I also think that like chances are like Megan Connolly have played in the defense quite a bit so even though she's down as a midfielder here and she played in midfield against Zambia she also sometimes does slot into um that back four so I mean I think realistically she's mostly done that whenever Megan Campbell isn't there but we still don't know entirely how fit Megan Campbell is yeah. um, she hasn't been in the main squad she's kind of just been training separately to the squad and then Isabel Atkinson came in and took her place in the hotel and stuff um, because she said she wanted to recuperate at home Um, so it'll be a little bit dependent on how fit she is but she seems to be more doing return to play protocols rather than you know is actually injured and not playing
0: so, you've gone for seven midfielders and six forwards. You might run us through the, the, the remainder of it, then we can maybe pick it apart.
1: Yeah, so midfielders are Katie McCabe, Denise Silva, Megan Connolly, Lily Ag, Sinead Farley, Rusha, Little John, and we have Lucy Quinn in there as well. And then forwards, Heather Payne, Amber Barrett, Kira Carusa, Abby Larkin, Marissa Shiva, and Leanne Kiernan. And then my reserves are Kira Grant, Hayley Nolan, and Jamie Finn. Kira Grant, I really did struggle for leaving out. Uh, that was one that I changed my mind on three times on the walk. It took me from Jervis Lewis stop to the office this morning. So, uh- <laughs> and if you'd had
0: Kira Grandin, who was the. Who's the number well, twenty three in the squad? Basically,
1: yeah, I, it was kind of between her and Diane, even though they play slightly different. So, like, generally, Kira plays more in midfield, but she can also provide the defensive cover. And then, obviously, we saw her as well on, in the Zambia game, getting the assist for Amber Barrett for her goal. So she also, I talked to her about that afterwards, and she was saying that she could hear everyone on the bench screaming at her to get back. But she, whenever she plays with her club, she does play in that slightly attacking role sometimes as well so um, yeah I think and also she like Kira's just been involved in like nearly every squad over the last couple of years like she's not always a traditional person who starts but she does come on quite a bit as a substitute and mm. I yeah I just felt as someone again that was a bit of a head versus heart one and I think yeah. she did really show in the Zambia game what she can provide but also I haven't been at training sessions for the last couple of weeks so that's the other thing I don't fully know what Vera is seeing um,
0: the other thing about Vera she doesn't uh, she doesn't utilise that many members of her playing squad does she
1: oh not at all like I'm pretty certain we're going to go to this World Cup and agonise over this 23 and maybe 15 people will actually right. play while wow. there. Um, like she doesn't I, if you look at say against Scotland like there was only one substitute like in big games she so rarely makes substitutes in particular so I would be very, very surprised if we're seeing more than, like, two people come on, especially in that first game. That seems
2: uh, anomalous nowadays as well.
1: Yeah, like, I think because we don't necessarily have the strength and depth and, like, our starting eleven generally doesn't rotate all that much unless there's a change or an injury, Um in in certain players' performances. She generally likes to stick with with who she knows and doesn't like changing things around too much.
2: That's kind of problematic as well, because for competition for places, you need that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't kind of have it in the back of your head, well, I'm going to be playing here, and, you know, I'm probably in a relatively safe position.
1: Yeah, well, I think because... We've never had, uh, I suppose, players that are playing, uh, like a raft of players that are playing at a particularly high level. And I think it will be very interesting over the next couple of years that we're seeing more of a trend of players going abroad than we possibly have in more recent years, how that's going to affect, you know, how the team sets up and how the team plays. Like, even if you look at, say, Jesu, Jesse Stapleton and Izzy Axonson, like all young players coming from the league and now going over to play in England obviously Izzy and Jess are already over there but um, I think it'll yeah it'll be very very interesting to see if she can keep those younger players interested like there was a lot of anger among like I wasn't all that surprised with the Premier release gone when it was released but there was a lot of anger from like people who would follow grassroots like Irish football here that there wasn't more people based in the league involved even just in the general pre- <coughs> preliminary squad. We've never heard this
2: before, <laughs>
1: then, yeah. But then, like Vera did, kind of bring more players in as it went on, and I was even surprised that, like, say the likes of Aaron McLaughlin and Taro Hanlon were involved. Um, even though I like I know they're some of the best young players in the league, I just thought that Vera wasn't all that interested in them for this particular camp, um, and they both provided a very good showing of themselves in the Zambia game by all accounts. So, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how the trends go over the next couple of years in particular. I think, like, I would love that the FAI had some sort of structure in place where they were, I don't know, teaming up, teaming clubs here, up with clubs in, like, mainland Europe and stuff, just mm-hmm. that players were getting that added experience. And I know that's something that has to, like, there has to be the money there to develop it. But, um Yeah, I think a a decent semi-pro league and then also decent opportunities in the States whether it's scholarships or also to go to mainland Europe just to make sure that our players are versatile and their style of play would be a really good step in the future.
0: Here's one for you, Kathleen, and I'm throwing you on the spot here. Let's say we finish second in the group. Mm -hmm. Then we play the winner of Group D, which we expect to be England. Mm -hmm. That game would be the 7th of August in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. The game finishes level. It goes to extra time. It goes to penalties. Which of those five players are taking the Irish penalties who are the, who are the first five up
1: uh, former
0: obvious I guess
1: Katie Denise Megan Connolly <laughs> depends you have to uh, give
0: Amber one now don't you well
1: see this is, I was just about to say Amber Barrett but then also when I asked her about will she be taking penalties in Australia she's like I think I've taken two penalties in my career and I've scored one and missed one which is I <laughs> agree the most
0: recent one which yeah. is all that matters
1: We'll give her and probably Megan Campbell. Okay. Just in terms of... I know she scored a couple for Liverpool before, I think. And she's also quite good at set pieces. So, yeah, that would probably be my choices.
0: What's Courtney Brosnan's... What's she like on penalties? Quite good. We haven't seen,
1: yeah. yeah um, like, she's not... she as good as you can be in penalties, I suppose. Mm. I think she's um really up to her game across. I mean... The Zambia game, that triple save she made in the second half was absolutely insane. So it was like one right in front of goal and then she was over to like the left side of her goal and then back over to the right side. And like every single ball touched her last and then she managed to gather it. And I was just like, this is a totally different person to the goalkeeper that we had a couple of years ago. So I think I was reading in, I remember. Well, it was like one of the papers the other day saying that she's almost become as important a pillar in this team as the likes of Katie and Denise. And I actually think that's a very, very accurate statement yeah. um, because you look at Megan Walsh and Grace Money in the season they've had, like Reading getting relegated. And not doing all that great. Both of them being dropped at various different stages. Courtney's been dropped and like is fighting Emily Ramsey, who's a really talented young English goalkeeper for a starting spot at Everton. But still, whenever she pulls on that green jersey, pulls off some pretty impressive saves. And so I don't know how mentally she's kept herself in that sort of space for nearly two years of yeah. not having a proper starting position. But. Uh, she deserves all the credit she can get.
0: Yeah, she seems mentally strong for sure, and it's good to be heading into a World Cup with a an actual definite number one. There's no, uh, I guess, discussion around the goalkeeper. Emma reminded me here. She saved the penalty in Hamden mm. against Caroline Weir, of course, before Amber scored that that famous goal. So
1: not too many people save Caroline Weir shots, so. there you go.
0: <laughs> especially from twelve yards. Um, so yeah, that's that's something to look forward to. with Hammy. I mean. We might not ever get the chance to go to penalties, but at least it's something to look forward to. Uh, I don't know if
1: I want us to. It seems like the idea of it seems far too stressful. Unbearable. I'd just be glad at that stage I wouldn't be doing a match report that I'd just be reporting back on radio. I remember doing some during the Euros last summer and penalties, such a stress for... Writing up your final oh copy,
0: God. yeah, because the the whole notion and, and uh, angle of the report has changed uh, with with one or two kicks. Um, we have a road show as well tomorrow night at the Mansion House as well, so that this is the, I guess the going away party for the for the team itself. Kind of glad that the team announcement was brought forward because <laughs> this was so it was originally scheduled for Thursday morning, yeah, which would have meant that the, the Mansion House going away party would have been
1: a, a bit been interesting. Muted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it should be nice. Like There's going to be lots of uh, their family members there. And I know some lucky off-the-ball listeners have won tickets to come along as well because it's technically a behind-closed-doors event. So whoever those lucky people are... Fair play to you. Yep. Um. And then, yeah, obviously, all the players that have made the squad are being put up for interview on Thursday morning. So we will have myself, Nathan and Ashling out in UCD, I think that is, chatting to all, well, trying to chat to all 23 players in the space of an hour, not to <laughs> tell you too much about what goes on behind the scenes. But we have an hour to get around the entire squad, so... It'll be a bit like speed dating or something, yeah, I think.
0: <laughs> no easy task there. But at least it'll all be in happy moods and mm. buzz in those 23, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, also just to say as well, for anyone who missed it, a lot of talk about Aoife Mannion and her status at the moment. Mm. She um, was seen getting on an Aer Lingus flight yesterday and also no longer has the leg brace on. So Ooh. it'll be curious. There's been a lot of talk about whether she should be included in the squad or not. So I'll be interested to chat to Vera if she is or isn't there about where she's at.
2: You should definitely have kept the leg brace on for the flight. though. I mean, just looked after so well when you have like, the little ailment. Everyone just <laughs> holds the and for yeah, I
1: thought you were going to say something about the pressure in the cabin. You know it's good. For the
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he just meant for the, for the flight comfort. Yeah, There you go. Kathleen, uh, great stuff. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that uh, squad and see how it compares to, to Vera's final squad ultimately when we see it. Hopefully by Half ten, eleven tomorrow morning. Thanks, Mini Cutting. Thank you. Uh, OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.